This is Bobby Gray and Mount Up because we're chasing strays. Good morning, world. Getting a little bit of a late start this Monday morning. Um, I hit snooze on my alarm. And I didn't wake up a second time. So I got up about 30 minutes later and I wanted to get up. But, oh well, it's had a cold front come through. It's nice and cool. Pick up saying 79. I think it's cooler than that. This thermometer, whatever, temp reader on the pickup, tank quite right. So, got that going. And it's looking like it's going to be a pretty nice day. Uh, going to load the pickup up with some feed and go check some skivs this morning so that'll all that's always a good time but maybe end up taking some gifts to the sale barn and i can talk about that a little later but that'll be that'll be good uh didn't get an episode put out on friday i was hauling hay and finally got done with that that kind of sucked it was hot and i was not feeling it at all I wasn't feeling nothing. I was just feeling a shower in a bed. I was tired. I was worn out. I was stinky. I didn't want to do nothing. I just wanted to relax and hang out. But finally got it done. So that's always. Okay. So we got in a load of kibs while we were hauling hay. Actually, we got in two loads of kevs, but one at the beginning of the week and one at the end. So the ones at the end are all right. But the ones that we got in there at the beginning are kind of being, coming along slow. Slower than we like. Um, they just... I got behind on them big time. And uh, I really, I kind of fucked up, but... Uh, Luckily, I caught it, and I think we're gonna be, we're gonna be all right on the deal. We're not gonna lose like a whole bunch to death loss or anything, or have a bunch of them get sick. But when when we buy calves, we send them, buy them out of Florida, send them to a starting facility. They'll start them, get all the kinks worked out of them, get a get them all processed, and have them ready basic i mean we don't we don't leave them there long enough to have them ready to turn out but we'll leave them there and have them just get a foundation under them we'll bring them home put another week or two on them and turn them out is how we how we do our calves and it works pretty good for us um we can really we can really put the time and attention that we need on everything on all the cattle and we can have with that foundation under them calves coming in we're not putting so much time into them so that's that's why we that's why we have them started and don't do it ourselves <clears throat> but when we get cattle in we've we've got to put a little more attention to them and sometimes we may have to put a little hay in the bunks and get them get them started coming to the pickup because that that we uh, we did change 
we did change facilities because the old the place that we were at just I guess lost their fire they they didn't put in the time that needed to be put in and too many calves were dying so we we had to change facilities and this new place is working out really really well the only problem is they don't come near as broke to the pickup as the other place did so that that's gonna that's kind of been a pain in the ass but i think we're gonna have to go to a go to a pelleted ration on some of these kibs coming in instead of the, the putting them straight on cake i think that'll help and we can lock them up and feed them a little bit better and whatnot but anyways that's what happened on these other kibs i turned them turned them straight out into the pasture and wasn't making sure that they were really coming up and eating hard like like I should have uh, they really just didn't come up like they should have and weren't weren't hammering the bunks like I said little kids ought to coming from a starting yard I let them go out and graze and they just put their heads down and forgot about the fucking feed so that that was my my screw up but I'll admit it, and I'll admit that I got behind on them. But I, we got them caught in time, and I think we'll be fine. Other than maybe they they might take an extra couple of days to really get them back to coming to the pickup. But I've got been putting out hay in the bunks for them and doing a few little tricks that I've that I've learned and. What not? Is that little calf got foot rot or is he just hurt something? Hmm. Not. He's acting a little tender footed. Not acting like he's got foot rot or anything, but just a little tender footed. But, anyways, and I think we'll be alright on them calves, so it should be. It should turn out fine. Okay, so as I've alluded to uh, in the previous episodes, I've got a few cool things coming up, and I've got one that's kind of came up here more recently that I'm kind of able to talk about, and that's I might have a little gig riding pins this winter, so that'll be that'll be all right. Got a neighbor here that's got about seven or eight decent-sized feed pins and a little working facility. Uh, he, he runs a little grow yard. He'll grow calves from about a four or a five weight on up to a seven to a nine weight. He'll sometimes have some sixes in there, but got a guy that owns a, owns a sale barn and he'll sit in there and he'll buy some of them calves that he can catch going for a little cheaper and he'll either put them out on like wheat pasture or put them in this guy's grow yard. Um, works pretty good, but I noticed last year, just driving by, he never really had anybody riding pins, and I'd see some sick cattle from here from time to time. <clears throat> never really asked him about it last winter, but I uh, I happened to see him, and I just popped off and asked him, and he said if I'd wanted to, we could maybe work something out, and that he's got a horse that he doesn't really use that needs used and whatnot. Kind of got to asking him about him. 
and he's a he called him like a cowboy's cat or a cattleman's cat I can't remember which one out of a poco bueno mare so I would assume he goes back to like metallic cat or highbrow cat one of well if he goes back to metallic he'll go back to highbrow but he goes back to that highbrow cat bloodline type stuff so this could be a cool little horse if you, anybody recognizes that cowboy or cattleman's cat whatever uh let me know what you think of them if you have them or what you don't think of them or whatnot and maybe that'll help me kind of make my decision a little better because i'm not i'm not super familiar never really heard that around but i've definitely heard that poco bueno and i've heard good things about them so uh let me know what you what if you know anything about either one of them and maybe that'll clear up which one he is i'll be able to kind of before i look 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 at the papers real hard i haven't looked at them yet i'll kind of know got an idea back in the back of my mind okay so we're taking a load of calves to the sale barn today and i figure in the spirit of selling calves i'll talk about how we sell our calves and there's about three ways that we sell them we'll sell them number one mostly in the sale barn um, take them to sale barn they sell pretty self-explanatory i mean there'll be a whole bunch of different cattle from a whole bunch of different people there that'll all sell on one day so a cattle buyer can sit in there and fill his orders from a seat and works real easy on him maybe it's not near as easy on us but that's on average that's probably about the best way to sell them the next way to sell them is straight off the farm we'll call a cattle buyer tell him hey we're gonna have a load or a few loads that are gonna be ready to go here in these next couple weeks and let him know maybe give him a couple weeks to see if he can get them sold Maybe he gets an order that fits the description of our calves. Well, he'll buy our calves. And all we have to do is load the trucks and never see them again. So that that works pretty good and pretty easy on us. So we can, I mean, we can do that pretty good. And the next thing is to finance them basically through a feed yard when you finance them you'll take them they'll weigh them they'll give you 75% or no they'll give you 70% of their market value and they'll keep the extra 30% to cover their costs in feeding them and whatnot well when them cattle get ready to go be harvested they'll take them send a load get them get them killed and then once they get paid they will keep what they need to cover feeding and whatnot and whatever's left out of that 30 percent they'll they'll keep whatever they need whatever's left they'll uh, basically get paid to you for the rest of the cattle 
So that works pretty good if you've got cattle that are ready to go to a feed yard. Um, that are in good condition. If, if we got good hard cattle that we know will do real good in the feed yard, we'll, we'll go ahead and finance them. And most of the time we do that at the end of summertime, got good hard cattle coming out of grass or if we got a group of good hard cattle coming off a graze off that we know will do good in the feed yard, we'll sell them that away. And that works all right when you got good cattle ready to go in and gain, but if you got cattle that are a little fat, maybe maybe won't do the best there at first, it, they won't do near as good in the feed yard, and we'll sell them straight out of the sale barn. Everybody will still make a little money, it just little different transaction a little different way of doing it so those are those are about the three ways that we sell cattle we don't use there is the video auction we don't really use the video auction it's never worked good for us and it just hasn't been the way that we enjoy doing it so there's lots of people that enjoy the video auction but we don't we don't do very much of that stuff Okay, so I've got a little bit of a rant today, and I'm going to clear this up on my end, and then I'm going to rant. I have always drove a diesel pickup. I have never had a gasoline vehicle for myself. My first pickup was a 1990 Dodge three-quarter ton, 5.9 liter 12 valve guns. It was a bad motherfucker, and it was slick. It was all original. All it had was a flatbed that had... It did have spikes in it. It was a flatbed, spike bed, whatever you call that. I mean, I call it. I just call it a spike bed. Some people call it a flatbed, spike bed. I don't care what you call it. And it was a slick dude. And being a dumbass kid, I really had no business driving that pickup. But my dad told me he'd help me buy something nice. And I took care of it until I fucked up and wrecked it. But we're not going to go into that. And so then I bought another. 5.9 liter 12 valve both good pickups the second one was a little was hopped up the first one wasn't touched at all the second one was a little hopped up you can pull pretty good with it i mean if you got on it it'd blow a little bit of smoke but nothing nothing too bad the motor was still in good shape transmission was still in good shape no problems with it at all um so and now i drive uh, sold that, bought this uh, 2012 Dodge Dooley. So it's got the 6.7 in it. It's bone stock. I bought it off of my grandpa. It was one of our ranch trucks. And it's it's been really well taken care of. I really like it. It's made me a damn good pickup. And yes, I don't pull a fucking trailer with it all the goddamn time. About 40% of the miles I put on this thing have been without a trailer. But... It is really just an extension of our farm vehicles. I mean, when we're moving cattle around, this is one of the pickups that gets hooked onto a gooseneck. When we're moving hay, this is the pickup that gets hooked onto the gooseneck flatbed to load hay on. I mean, it it gets used. So it's not like I drive a dually because I think I'm a big badass. Like a lot of fucking kids anymore go buy an old... Uh, some of them will buy them second gen Dodges or them 734s or whatnot. And they're all good pickups, but they take them and they'll buy a cheap 250,000 mile vehicle 
nothing wrong with a 250,000 mile vehicle, but you're gonna fix some shit. And they go hot rod the piss out of them, tear them up, and run them into the fucking ground. And they'll run around town fucking rolling coal, acting like they're cool. Driving a diesel pickup that they pull maybe like a boat with every once in a while, if that. And that's just horse shit. You don't need a damn diesel pickup. Like, and I'm not harping on everybody who drives a diesel that doesn't pull a trailer all the time. Like I say, I drive a one-ton dually that doesn't get pulled with all the time. I mean, it, it doesn't. And I'll admit that. I should probably be driving a three-quarter ton at most. But, like I say, I got a good deal on it, and I've ended up using it to pull a lot more than I thought I would when I bought it. But, really, how the hell can you afford to buy a fucking $10,000 pickup and make payments on it and tear the shit out of it and fill it full of fucking diesel? That pisses me off. Like, if I had that kind of money, I'd be sitting pretty right now. I'd still be driving the same damn truck I'm driving. I'd still be doing everything the same, but I'd have money in my fucking pocket. Or I'd have more cattle. Either one. But it's just ridiculous. All these kids that go and drive a diesel pickup and go hot rod them around town and go take them through the mud and tear the shit out of them and blow smoke all over everybody else and act like they're hot shit when they don't even use the motherfucker. Why the hell would somebody do that? And why the hell would you let your kids do that? That just pisses me off. Sorry about that rant. There's a kid in town fucking with me and I'm trying to get through traffic. And he was blowing smoke everywhere, just being a dickhead. Now I've got a fucking gooseneck on, try, loaded, trying to get through town to where I can get to the... get on the highway and get to sale barn. But, I... I was getting pissed off, and I just needed to rant for a minute, so I got it out and over with, but loading these calves, taking the sale barn kind of brings back a little story. Uh, I was, we had caught a bunch of calves in this, in these uh, set of corrals. They were in a set of solid corrals, not a, not like a Wilson or anything, so we didn't have to worry about them tearing shit up, and we were able to get the whole group caught in one big pen and set out to catch a couple of different jags we had about five left in the back of the corral that uh, slipped by us and we just were going to wait until the end and get them up then before we didn't lose the rest of them to that big pen again and these five were dickheads i mean they were hot and wound up they i mean it was getting a little later in the day so they weren't very happy and he uh or they, we finally got them all up in that pen. They, we fought them a little bit and got them up in the alley and a guy that was with us hopped off his horse and was going to walk them up into the trailer. Well, they didn't like that idea too much. And so they turned around and tried to go over the top of him. And he, that guy was, 
like, screw this shit, and he got behind him, and he went to driving him, got him going, and he did not stop. I mean, he was trucking behind him about full speed. He was kind of a heavier set guy, a little shorter than your average guy, a little bit taller than me, but not much. And, uh, he got them calves going, and he didn't stop. I mean, he was moving. I was pretty impressed by that amount of speed coming from that guy. But he, he for sure wasn't going to let him turn around on him again. Got him in the trailer, got the gate closed, and he was walking back. I popped off. I was like, you sure are fast. Boy, you was moving. He just chuckled. And he goes, yeah, just wait until one of these days where I'm running the other way and they're behind me. I'll be about six times faster. So anybody who's ever seen something like that knows what I'm talking about knows that them some you can move a hell of a lot faster when you got some snorty calves breathing down your ass trying to go over the top of you so that's kind of a funny story and maybe it brings back something to your memory that you think about and makes you laugh a little bit but i i sure thought that was funny that time okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna cut her off there and get on with my day and keep chasing little white lines i guess but i sure do appreciate everybody listening again and everybody that followed the facebook page or started following the facebook page i got a handful of you and uh keep it up um like i say let me know anything you want me to talk about or anything you think i need to talk about or if you know anything about that Oh, I can't remember whether he said Cowboy's Cat or Cattleman's Cat. Either one, if you know anything about either of them or about one of them, maybe it'll straighten it out for me and let me know. I'd sure, I'd sure like to hear what you have to say about them. So that way I've got a little bit of an idea before I go and uh -oh, maybe buy this horse or not and do that. So, uh, I guess in the spirit of the day, there ain't no feeling like cow mobiling. Mount up, because we're chasing strays.